Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the bullpen. Man, this is gonna be interesting. Um, I have a guy I've actually known for a very long time, and he's always said very, very extreme and conservative things. Well, he now has one of the top conservative shows in the city of Atlanta, working for WSB. You can check out his long and extensive bio. But I have on the program conservative talk radio personality, host word on the street, Shelly Winter. Shelly, good day. Good day, my brother. Good day. I'm so proud of you, my man. I love you. Love you. I love you back, man. Is and and listen, we may get into an argument today. I hope we don't. I hope we're able to have. Oh, we will. We and will. I, I know, man. It's and, okay. And it's we, okay. We go back. You've been on my radio show. I've had to kick you out of my radio show because I, I I was damned about to hit you. Uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> but I'm glad you're on the show today. Let me let me bring your attention to something because I have to start with an almost point of agreement with you. Some months back, you actually had some words about Donald Trump, how he came after Governor Kemp. You did not like how Donald Trump came after the Republican governor of Georgia. And you were known to be a Trump guy. You were known to be generally supportive of Donald Trump. And I'm sure many people in the Trumpite cult, they came against you. I'm just sure of that. But you said that, and then you did something even more extreme in my opinion and was very public about it. During the very contentious US Senate election in Georgia, where everyone was biting their nails, trying to figure out would Ossoff win, would Warnock win, would Leffler win, or would Purdue win? You as a conservative commentator and radio guy, you came out and said that you are actually voting for Dr. Raphael Warnock for the US Senate and voting for John Ossoff for the US Senate. I want you to revisit that for this conversation and tell us why as a conservative Trump supporting Republican talking individual, you decided to vote for and publicly announce you were supporting two Democrats for the US Senate. Well, first to the uh, thanks for having me. But first to the Kemp uh, Trump battle, if you will. Um, I live in Georgia. I'm more concerned with who my governor is than a guy who had just lost the presidency. So what Trump was saying about Kemp really bothered me because you're already out of the White House or you're going to be out of the White House. And I didn't need you criticizing a governor who still had a race coming up, which is gonna be a bloodbath here in Georgia. I mean, a knife fight here in Georgia between him and Stacey Abrams. So I didn't need that war, one. Number two, again, I'm a, a, a Brian Kemp. I'm loyal to Brian Kemp. He's been, he's always told me what he's gonna do. Um, he's done it. Everything he said he was gonna run on, he run he what he ran on, he accomplished or he tried to accomplish. Um, so I but I live in Georgia. I'm more concerned with who my governor is than who a candidate for president who was running for re-election, who at that time had just lost, then I don't really care and I don't need you stepping into a Georgia race. Only because your feelings are hurt because the governor did some didn't do what you thought he should do. And I've been telling Republicans that who like Vernon Jones of all people 
over Brian Kemp because the governor then shut down the election and changed the outcome, which is patently absurd that conservatives who stand on constitutional principles want a governor to break the constitution and do something he's not constitutionally able to do. So that's the first thing. Okay, for first, second thing let me stop you there. Let me stop you there. You have just made more sense in roughly three minutes than your whole damn party has made in about three years. You have to understand. I'm trying to break. No, no, we've made a lot of sense in, in in three or four years. We have, we have. I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take that shot. I'm not gonna let you shoot the whole party down. We have made a lot of sense. Man, um, it's we, not we the were, Republican Party, brother. It is Trump's party. But go ahead. Oh, it is. I'll let it you talk about is. the Senate. It absolutely is. 75 million votes. It it, it ought to be his party. It, de it definitely is his party. Um, that's without question. Uh, but to the point of voting for um, Warnock and Ossoff, I was just mad. I had said early in the summer during that general election or a jungle primary, if you will, that don't go after first Warnock's religion or his preaching, not his religion, his preaching. Um, I was totally against that. I said, don't do it. And they did it anyway. Um, and I thought it was my statement in that race was I knew Warnock would only be there until next year. So I knew it wasn't a six year term. Um, so I could, I could, I can tie the, in my mind, I could tie the Senate up for two years and then take back that seat in 2020, uh, 2022. Um, hopefully, prayerfully, but that's the plan. Um, but my really, my message was to the Republican Party is you can't continue to just throw things out here to move the base. Bring us policy. What are you going to do? I go out every day and I tell African Americans, vote Republican, and here's why. Now you're just doing the exact same thing the Democrats do is the Democrats say, don't vote for them, they're Republican. I mean, they're racist. And the Republicans say, don't vote for the other side because they're radical leftist socialists. Well, that doesn't help my day to day. What I need things that help my day to day. Um, you're going to tell me you're going to cut spending, actually cut spending. You know, uh, you want tax cuts, actually uh, cut taxes. Um, these are the things that I want the Republicans to do because I think we can start moving, particularly African Americans and Hispanics. Hispanics over to our side if we push policy over just name calling and and dog whistles with radical okay, social. So that's why you voted for Warnock. Why did you why did you vote for Ossoff? I like Ossoff. He came on my show. I'll be honest right here. This is completely self-serving and voting by for the for the record, voting is completely self-serving. I don't vote for a community. I don't vote for a group of people. I vote for Shelly. Shelly was on the radio. Ossoff came on every time we invited him. Purdue never even answered us back. I wasn't gonna reward that. I, my bread and butter, the way I put food on my table is by providing content. So Let when me I this. call a guy. When I call a guy to help me provide content and he responds every time to come on and the guy that I'm supposed to vote for just totally ignores me, I'm gonna make you all right. So it. let me say this, first of all, I'm actually glad you came out and said, hey, I'm voting for Warnock and I'm voting for Ossoff, okay? It made a lot of news in the state and you did provide some commentary and also an interview about why you did that. I disagree with your why. I completely disagree with your why. And I understand your why is authentic to you. But when I vote, I do actually vote for a community. And sometimes I will vote for a community that may not be the best for perhaps an industry that I'm a part of or a connection that I have financially. That's fine, I'm okay with that. I'm willing to vote for the community that means more to me than something that I may have been connected to or an industry that I'm a part of. I understand the matrix of politics can get complicated sometimes. But 
let's be very clear what they did to you, brother. Let's be very clear, okay? You have one of the top political conservative shows in the state of Georgia. You have Republicans, conservatives, Trumpites who listen to your program on a regular basis, okay? There was a lot of dissension inside of the Republican Party about voting, period. There were the myths about the voting machines were from China. It's all kind of crazy stuff, right? You were in a place to say, listen, here's the reality and here's why you should or should not vote. They ignored you. Um, I heard an interview you did. You said, okay, well, Leffler kind of played with you a little bit, but never got on the show. Purdue just ignored you. Don't you think it's problematic because they went on other conservative talk shows? You happen to be the black guy. And you have a lot more listeners than a whole lot of the white conservative talkers in the city. Don't you think that's indicative, not of them only, but of a culture inside no, of the no, Republican Party? No, and, and hold on, not wait at all. I, I, not at I'm all. Not no, I know where you're going. No, 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 not at I'm all. Not finished, no, I'm not finished, brother. Let, no, uh-uh. I'm, I'm no, no, you're you going to let no. it happen today. Let me tell okay. you the but reason you they didn't come the on your show. I'm answering no. Okay, let me tell you the reason they didn't come on your show, brother. Bye. They didn't come on your show because you put it out there that you were going to talk to them about what they would do for black Americans or black Georgians. You put that out there. That's why they didn't come on your program. Now tell me I'm lying. I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, yes, that, that's not true. Purdue didn't do any radio. Purdue did one interview on radio, um, I think in late October. Uh, other than that, Purdue did no media. So in that case, I'm, I'm lumped in with everybody else. Kelly Leffler did, I think, um, a show here on WSB towards uh, mid-October, and that was it. Both of them did not do a lot of media, which was a mistake on, on their part. Uh, but no, I'm not gonna put it at that point that that's the reason, not at all. The reason they didn't do it is the same reason they didn't go on uh, um, uh, uh, Martha's show in North Georgia, which is right there in Central Gainesville. The reason why they didn't do those shows either. So there's a bunch of shows that they didn't okay. do. They didn't do John. Let me Frederick bring your attention show. to something. All right, brother. Okay. I got receipts. I got receipts. Okay, good. Let me bring your attention to an interview you did with a man named Mr. Maynard Eaton that we know very well. Yeah. Uh, on that show, and and brother, I got the clip. No, I know show. you. I did say I did. No, no, hold on. Let's be clear. I did put that out there as the reason why I wanted them to come on. I'm answering your question to say that's not the reason they didn't come on. That okay. reason that they I wanted them to talk about black people is not the reason they didn't come on. No, not at all. Because if it if, if it were that reason, I would have been I would have seen them all over media during that uh, during that election and also during the runoff. And I didn't see that happening. Do you think? And that is interesting to me because I truly believe. Uh, they did not come of on your show you uh, because you, you said I'm going to talk about a black agenda, and they just—I right. mean, they weren't trying to talk they about were a black the, agenda. They were at the black agenda launch. They were at the uh, lift every voice. Uh, man, lift that's every, not, uh, well, I'm saying they were there. Come on, man! They, you uh, call that I'm damn saying, uh, Trump rally, black people for Trump, whatever y'all called it. You call that a black agenda tour? Well, that—that—that's where he announced it. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> that, that's where he announced. Wasn't what it he called was doing? like the Platinum Plan or something like that? It was called a platinum plan, but I'm yeah, saying that yeah. I, I mixed them up. But the point is, is that it, it that's where they were there. That, that's so just, there's no reason. Come on, Shelly, you're smarter than that. He, uh, Donald you, Trump, 
if I felt that way, I was already. I've been honest with you the whole time. Yeah, I, I know, felt I know. But, but you still, to me, brother, the reason, to me, you are smarter that. than that. But let me ask no, you no, this. Not. Let me ask you this. And if that the, is the reason, the platinum plan. Let's go to the platinum plan. Oh, that's Which in the past. I, Trump I, lost. I, no, we're going to talk about talk it. About Listen, no, uh -uh, brother, we're talking about it. The oh, platinum plan was a rule, right? You don't don't, don't, you, don't you get what the platinum plan was about? You understand what that I was don't about, know. right? Absolutely. I got Juneteenth as a holiday, but I'm still crying for reparations. You want to talk about being stooped? Yeah. Really? You really want to talk about being duped, dog? I mean, I got a federal holiday of of a of a of a of a date that affected one state in honesty, and they're well, calling it a national. Well, let, hold let on, me, affect, no, no, hold on. Yeah, I it's agree with you on that. So, right. Shelly, and, I've done I'm this whole commentary. Yeah, and, and I'm we, still waiting for preparation. That's right. So, brother, listen to, right. listen to me. Right. Shelly, so, listen to me, Shelly. Listen, so I mean, listen. Listen, go back to the guy that lost, so we can talk about the guy that's there. Shelly, on this program, I have already criticized the whole notion of Juneteenth as a holiday, and I'll say very clearly. I don't do what I do every day uh, to send politicians to DC to give me a holiday. Now, it's not a bad thing to have a federal holiday. It is a bad thing if you think that's a win or pushes a policy agenda, because it does not, all right? But remember, the same Republicans that gave you that Juneteenth are the same Republicans that are anti-HR1, anti the John Lewis Voting Rights Act, anti the George Floyd Policing and Accountability Act. So don't tell me that the Juneteenth holiday is a win. No, it's. I'm not saying it's a win or a loss. I'm just saying don't go back to back 2020 of November 2020 and a, and a, and a out an outreach to Black Americans and say that was the biggest joke and then tell me now when 95% of Black Americans voted for Joe Biden that you control the House and what you got out of it in the first 70 days is Juneteenth as a holiday. I don't even remember Juneteenth being a push for a holiday. Now I know well, Bob it Johnson. It, it was a push. Well, I put, not, I'm, I'm talking about a push push. That's, I'm not talking well, about not, push right, by not a national by push. I agree, it. But it was right, proposed. I'm talking about it was yeah, submitted. It was proposed. It was a push. Absolutely, absolutely. Let me go back to but another you policy. You understand what I mean? I didn't uh, see oh, it on absolutely, Black Twitter. Man, come on, man. You know right. I do. Let, let me go right. back to a policy issue because I've heard you talk about the economy of black people, the ecosystem of our financial reality, right? Um, if, if that's really your thing, if the economy of black folks is really your thing as a Republican, I want to read some stats to you about the economy of black folks. And I want you to respond to these stats. Right. Under Democratic presidents, black families' incomes grew on an average of $900 a year, but only grew by $142 under Republican presidents. Black unemployment fell by a net of 8% across 26 years of Democratic leadership. But it actually went up a net percentage of 13.7 during the same amount of time as Republican presidencies or during Republican presidencies. Across the years, Democratic leadership, black poverty declined by 23.6 percentage points, but grew by three percentage points when Republicans held the White House. Now, you can get all of that information from the United States Census Bureau. Um, right. So can if, I answer you, Rob? Can I answer you? Well, well let I me. Mean, pose, I know where you're let, going. Let me pose the question: If okay. economy is your number one driving political force, is it not time for people like you to consider supporting at least the policies that equate to a more equitable outcome for Black folks, rather than the policies that do not? 
Absolutely not. And the, the fallacy in what you said is you see where you're, you're very brilliant man and I love you to death. You see how you mix up the term Republican president and then every now and then you threw in Republican leadership. No, sir, actually, presidents don't. No, no, no. I, I do no, not want you, you to. That. No, brother, I, listen no, to I'm saying. I, do I not, want to be clear. I'm answering I, I your question. You. But I want to make sure everyone understands when I say Republican leadership, I am still referring to Republican presidencies. I only changed the terminology so that I would not sound redundant. Go ahead. Okay, no problem. So let me let me answer your question and not sound redundant. The fact of the matter is presidents don't write policy. So what you have to do is go back and look at what you're listening. No, listen to me. It's true. I mean, I have the constitution. They do push policy, brother. They do. No, they push policy. I said they don't write policy. You tried it again. I didn't say they get voted on based on a policy agenda. Come on, you gonna let me? You gonna ask? You gonna ask me to answer your question? Go ahead. What you have to do is go back and look at your census numbers and see what the House, who ran the House when those issues, when those numbers changed. And what you will find when you do your research, as you your your fans so happily tell you, you do all the time. You yeah, will fa- find that under Republican leadership of the House and Senate, African Americans do better economically. Under Republican um, leadership of House and Senate, because that is where the money is spent and that's where the policies are written. Okay. All the president does Let me, is say, I want to do this. Picking out no, a that's Republican not all the president, president does. Come on, Shelly. Okay. Let me go ahead and read some other. Let me read some additional stats. He doesn't stats. spend a dime, I, nor does he write you. laws. You know thank that. you. you know thank that. you uh, for your so rebuttal. It's a, it's a silly argument to say under Republican well, let me go ahead and, and give you the rest of the argument. Right. Let me I'm go ahead right. and give you the rest of the argument. Black people do well. Black people do well when their Brother, schools work. Let me give you the rest of the available. argument, sir. You don't have to try to bloviate your way out of this truth oh, that you're about I'm to get. I'm telling you when black. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not this is what happens do. when somebody's scared of the rebuttal. You, uh, you read there's it? No, this okay. is what happens. How Number do black one. people do well? Right. Number no. one, Shelly, do you mind citing the source of your information as it relates to the House and the Senate? I didn't. I didn't give you that. I didn't. I said go back and do your research. Well, what did you do your research? I, I, I listen to me. Listen to. Don't do a Mark Lamont Hill. This is what y'all do. No, but you but started, wait a minute, brother. On, where sir, did you do on. your research? I you gave you the, the source no, you of mine. Started, you started your argument by saying under Republican presidents X, Y, and Z happens negatively to African Americans. Correct. Under that's Democrat president. That's what you said. That's I'm fact. merely. I'm merely saying back to you. That presidents one don't spend money, two don't write policy and sign hmm. laws. I so mean, you don't they have sign the laws. They the don't House write laws. What, that's what you're going to do. You just made. I, I didn't make a proclamation. I'm telling you a constitutional fact, and you know it. What a you're trying to do now? Fact. We're talking that the president policy, doesn't write Shelley. laws. Shelly doesn't, doesn't hurt when you do laws. that. Shelly doesn't hurt. No, I'm saying does a president write laws? No, they does don't. it doesn't hurt when money. you no, they don't. Shelly, you, know, you can you Shelly. can sidebar this all okay. you want. To. All right, Shelly, let me go and read you some facts. You I know read, it, read it has facts. to hurt, brother, when okay, you try to pull facts out your ass American like that. A black but, American, but here's the reality. Here's the reality, Shelly. Gotta go three minutes. They gotta do a show in it. Okay, real quick. Here's the reality. Number one, you're incorrect about the House and Senate proclamation uh, as it relates to black. And brown people in the United States, 100% of all policies that you're talking about has to be signed by the president of the United States. Signed, not written. I didn't say that, sir. I didn't say that. I said written, written, written. Okay, sir. Just allow me to finish the rebuttal. 
And here are the policies that are connected to the more equitable outcomes for black people in the United States of America. Number one, increase of funding by 588% to to higher education. Increase of funding by 314% as it relates to job training skills. Increase right, of funding. You gotta get the higher education. You gotta on, get the higher sir, education. Hold on, sir. When you got increase reading of funding, scores, you got low in, reading scores, you increase got of funding. Scores. By 118% as it relates get to re-entry programs. Get to okay. college. Stay all right, those are, the, those, those are those are the facts, the right? Policy. So all black people are coming out of jail for re-entry. No, I just Come named on, to you higher education, job training skills, job and re-entry. Training skills and you only right. focused on the re-entry no, because you feel that's your only win, brother. No, no, Come on, I man. The part of your higher education. I focused on higher education first. I said you got to get there first. You got to get there. So you got to come out of good schools. What about okay, the failed let's go, schools? Let's go so, to that. So you like got a minute left. Let's make let's the make the argument states, this, Shelley. The eight let's states make, that let's have make the, the worst, argument this, sir. The eight states that have the worst academically performing K through 12 education are Republican run states. Yeah, one Republican run states. Absolutely. Go ahead. That's, That's great, good. Bro. And, that cool. and, and now let's flip it and say the five top states in highest crime are Democrat run states. So now what do we do? Yeah, here's what we do. Well, Number we do. one, you attack it at the vote, root. Vote Democrat. And, no, we vote Democrat. Is, no, I'm asking the root your is policy, Shelly. Oh, okay. The root so has to Democrat. be policy. I can stop crime by voting name Democrat. Name a policy. Just name a policy that has school transformed school the school social choice. and economic school choice. School choice. I just named give me, it. School give choice. me your percentage of school choice and how it changed the outcome. Well, it gives parents who want their kids to learn an option without having to go to the public school that they're forced to go to. So by giving them an option, they have now better choices what to percentage? make for their for their children. Let me answer my the question. Yeah, go, brother. I, and I'm going to right. I'm going I said to school choice. provide yeah, another right. follow-up question to you. Come on, Shelly. I said school choice. That's my answer. Okay. What percentage of jurisdictions? Are able I have to no implement. idea, Scott. You don't uh, know. Uh, All right, I, have I no appreciate idea. I, you. Asked me, you asked yeah. me for a policy, and I yeah. said school choice. Let me tell you a massive policy. A massive policy would be what President Obama did uh, by making sure that K through 12 education had more funding. Uh, that is a good dynamic policy. I have no problems with local that. educators. I have no problems uh, with that. Well, well, great. I'm glad. Governor so you need Kemp to talk just to gave a raise the teachers and tell Governor them Kemp. to stop defunding K through 12 education. That's not happening. That's what here you should do. That's not happening here in Georgia. It hasn't happened over the four last legislative sessions. So let's keep it happened, you want with, to- it happened with Donald Trump by taking away money from the pale from the uh, federal trio program, yeah, and he right. took money away from the right. uh, from Upward Bound, which was the catalyst and gave it to and gave it to other more working, more uh, more viable programs. So you're okay that's with defunding money from children? Okay, no, brother. I'm, I'm okay you. with okay, that's okay with you. I'm okay with moving f- money from programs that don't ah. work. Oh, that was moving money. It's not defunding when y'all do it to children. It's just defunding when you do it to the police. I I just said he moved it to programs that worked. Come on, man. I appreciate you, man. I'm getting the rap. I got to go. Mark Aram's getting ready to come on WSB Radio 95.5. I'll be on tonight at 9 p.m. Mark Aram. You tell him I said said that, too. All right, peace. (laughs) Peace, man. This man going to plug another guy on my show. Come on, this guy's ridiculous.